I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And Seth, we start this week off with the biggest news that happened, which is that uh, our entire democracy is dead because one uh, 8,000-year-old woman died on Friday. Yeah, so we, uh, the news broke. What was it? Was it Friday or Saturday? It was Friday. It was Friday that... RGB, wait a minute, I mean, RGB, fuck, I mean, RBG, yeah. <laughs> died. Um, so yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, Supreme Court Justice, um, which I'm going to go ahead and point out, still the most bullshit position in all of government. You should not be appointed to something for, you should not be appointed, and it should not be for life. That is, yep. you should be voted, and you should have to be, you know, you should be reelected every couple of years. Term limits, my friend. Term limits. Um, but yeah, so she died, and a lot of people treated this person who, I mean, I don't know. I don't think she is the most progressive person in the world, as some people do. They treated her as if she was the last beacon of all democracy, and that now it's all over. Yeah. And I was like, guess what? It was already over. I've, I've been never- living in that before. It never existed, dog. What are you talking about? Like, not you, but them. Yeah. Like, it was never really democracy yeah. here. It's bourgeois. People are like, she did so much for women. And I'm like, I was looking at her resume, and it was like, yeah, she made it so that women can get a bank account with a male cosigner. I'm like, yeah, that was fucking 50 years ago. She did yeah. make progress back then, but what has she done today? Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, I saw somebody say that uh, without her, there would be no women politicians. And I was like, she wasn't even the first woman on Supreme Court. Yeah, that's that's not new. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And, yeah, so you have, once again, where everyone shows how much of a suck liberal they are. Who, you know, all these people who have been telling me to vote for Joe Biden are also like, all right, we got we to gotta honor RBG's life. She was the notorious RBG. She's so cool. You got to know that she's, like, the coolest. She doesn't take shit from anybody. Um, and now, and now they're like, okay, and we gotta, we gotta make a plan to make sure that we get a, a good per a good person like RBG into the Supreme Court again, so they can also die there. You know who shouldn't take shit from, Seth? Who? Colin Kaepernick. Yep. He said he was stupid, he should play football and shut up. Exactly. The same shit that Fox News lady said to LeBron James all those years ago, and we all hated her for some reason, but we don't wonder why, we don't have any problem with RBG talking. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's so stupid that people put all their hopes and dreams on a frail old woman who, if she had really actually cared about, I don't know, her legacy, she would have retired in fucking 2010 when they had the, major- the super, super majority in Congress and could have replaced her with anybody. Exactly. This entire time people are like, oh my God, I hope that, that RBG holds on until we get a Democratic president. And I'm like, she had the option. If she dies, it's on her. Okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, she- yeah, she made this comment in 2016 before the election. She said, I'm sure the next president, whoever she may be, will have some appointments to make. Yeah. Uh, real, really didn't age well on that one. Nope. Ruth. Apparently she didn't retire because she, fir- she wanted the first woman president to replace her with another woman on the Supreme Court. And my thought was, what, a black guy wasn't good enough for her? Yeah, exactly. Um, which... The first black president isn't important enough for you, RBG? Yeah, I don't know. I was, it's one of those times, and you know what? It's like, this, all these people that I'm a fan of their work, I'm just, I just don't align with them politically. And I just have to, yeah. I have to sit back and realize that at the end of the day, a lot of them are milquetoast, suck liberals, and I just have to deal with that. Because I was, I, I don't feel anything for, I mean, RBG, her family, friends, all of them, obviously they lost some money important to them, whatever, but I don't feel anything about this because she never did anything she hasn't done anything in any time recently that really helped anyone in my opinion no um, she made strides a long time ago it, we need something today she didn't die on the medicare for all hill which is what we need to be dying on today so yeah it's just like when the, when, I, when i heard the news i was completely unaffected i was like well that's yeah that's life that's 2020 and baby once again dims that's what you get that's what you get when, one, you didn't try hard enough in 2016 in the states that mattered for Hillary to win, and two, not just basically calling in and telling her to retire all those years ago anyway. That's what you get. They're doing it again. Joe Biden has no fucking ground game in Wisconsin. When when the boy investigated to ask what was going on, they said, how do you define ground game? That's not a good answer. That's That's like when... R. Kelly says to find teenage, you know? It's like, <laughs> that is not a good look in your position. It's like, you're going to lose Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and probably fucking Michigan and all these states that you needed to win. Because here's the thing. Dude, I've seen some favor dreams where Joe Biden wins by one electoral vote. But that had Texas being blue. Wow. Imagine that big brain fucking plan right there. Blue fucking Texas. Did that one have NC being blue as well? You did, yeah. Because I've been told that NC might go blue this year. And I'm like, I mean, once again, I don't, I don't care. Oh, speaking of that, I got another political survey call. And this was oh maybe the most interesting one. Because this one didn't have any, like, oh, you know, how usually it's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much you like this person? Or do you approve or not approve? This one was just a free-form conversation. And I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm letting them have it this time. So it was, a, it was a political conversation from the North Carolina Democratic Party. And they were like, at first they were just like, oh, hope you're having a good day, you know, about vote by mail, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, well, you vote for uh, Cal Cunningham. He's a Democratic guy running for whatever in the state. I'm like, sure. And they're like, how about Roy Cooper? And I'm like, hey, he's uh, not really big on the guy, but sure, I guess he's okay. And then they're, and then she's like, so how about for president? And I'm like, um, I'm, like I'm not really, I don't really think I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. And she's like, really? And I'm like, well, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. Don't worry. I'm just not excited to vote for either of them. And then 
she said, and I quote, she's like, I pretty much agree with you. This year, I'm just going to hold my breath and vote. <laughs> so it does show that a lot, even even regular folk who aren't probably super leftist aren't on board with Joe Biden either. This is the only option they have. I think that they're incredible. This person is incredibly smart because the phrase is hold my nose and vote. Hold your breath is much more appropriate voting for Joe Biden. Yeah. Hold your fucking breath. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was very interesting because it was the first one that, like I said, was, was free form. So I was like, yes, I can finally, this, I am the proletariat. And, yeah. uh, but then it kind of ended and they were like, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of projections saying the NC might go blue this year, which, you know, mm. I mean, hey, cool. We'll um, see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, I see a lot of Trump shit out here. A lot. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe the liberal city vote from Charlotte and Raleigh might put us over, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it's going to go blue this year. I've seen folks saying, like, blue Florida. I'm like, you, yeah, dream on. You have not been to Florida if you think it's going to go blue. Not at all. They're like, the Latinos. And I'm like, the Latinos do not like Joe Biden. I'm sorry. No. Especially not those Latinos. Exactly. You have not given them a good candidate. And that's your, once again, Dems, that is your fault. We told you who to vote for. The Democrats really think that they're owed the votes of minority voters, especially. Like, they've, they've got black people in capture, right? Who you vote for fucking Republicans, you know? Never, right? A lot of, a lot of especially older I mean, African Americans, have conservative views. They're not going to vote for a Republican because they don't, they know, they understand these guys are the party of racism. And Latinos are the same way, but less averse to voting for the Republicans because the, the Cubans, especially, love Republicans. They'll vote for them all day and all night. Uh, but yeah, because they, they try to run these things. They're trying to say, "Hey, hey, guys, Donald Trump is like Fidel Castro." So vote for Joe Biden. I'm like, I'm gonna vote for whoever is like Fidel Castro. <laughs> exactly, well, that's me for sure. Yeah. Which, by, by the way, neither of them are one percent Fidel Castro. Not neither not one. Even, even if you yeah. add them together, not even a bit. Oh, that reminds me, dude. I saw this great take today, uh, or this week, from this guy who's to, who, who studies like China, and China's currently doing like a multi-billion-dollar, multi-year plan to go into rural rural areas, build more schools, build hospitals, educate the rural poor. There's a lot of poverty, right, in China, because there are still lots of people in poverty in China. And in fact, over the over the past hundred years, when everybody points to one of those charts about how the world's extreme poverty rate is declining so rapidly. The two nations most responsible for that happening are the USSR and China. So just keep that in mind here. And this guy said that this insidious Chinese plot is to go in there and educate and help these people and make them thank the Communist Party for doing it. Yeah. Weird. They're gonna thank people that helped them. Strange. (laughs) Who else would you thank? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's like... I mean, what do you think that charity is? Charity is just a bunch of billionaires convincing poor people that they're good. Yeah. And it works. Charity overwhelmingly works. I saw, I saw a tweet yeah. that was like, rich people created the conditions that needed charity, and then they also did the charity. So they, get all, they just get everything from it. It's all them. And the charity will never be enough because they still exist. Exactly. Uh, charities are also mostly for profit and awful True. and shitty. <laughs> then people who own charities become billionaires, and it's just the worst. Yeah, and 
it's so funny to me because, like, I saw the same thing. People said that, oh, you know, Fidel Castro's literacy program in Cuba was evil because it taught people how to read the Communist Manifesto. And I'm just like, what are you What are you saying? You don't want people to read? Is that what you're saying right now? Like, you don't want literate people just because they were taught by communists? Well, I mean, judging by our education system, maybe. I guess that's true. It's, uh, it's fucking wild, dude. I will say this, by the way, going back real quick to celebrities being complete pieces of shit. Yes. Uh, the Emmys happened over the weekend. Did not watch it. Don't know what the fuck happened. Was it the Emmys or was it the... Emmys. What was it? The Emmys, yeah. Didn't watch a goddamn thing of it. Heard that Jimmy Kimmel did a fucking hand sanitizer sketch. Couldn't care less. Oh my, I bet it was, I bet it was, I bet it killed. <laughs> but I did see a few celebrities. Most of them were, were from home, right? But a few of them showed up to the whatever event. And there was a fashion trend among women that I saw. They were wearing black dresses with the word vote printed on it in a bunch of places in white. Yeah. Like, vote, vote. Here's what I hate, Seth. That is the most useless fucking message you could ever tell people. Vote? Vote for what? Vote for who? Put a fucking... Put anything forward. Do anything. Say something. Yeah, that is... that is. It happens every year as people are like... Because... And it's also... I don't think it's only the celebrities not people who do this is fault. I think it is just Americans' fault because, like... An, so many of us don't vote in the first place. They're like, just vote. They're like, please? I don't even care if you're the opposite of me. Just please go vote. Because we just need more people voting. And I'm like... And it's like so sad that that's what you have to say because people just don't do it. I mean, what if we had less than 50% turnout? Yeah. Once again, make it a, make it a law to vote and give people the day off. Nah, that... Australia has not worked out so far. That's just produced an ultra-conservative society over there. It's... You can't make people go vote. Right, but you should give them the day off. At least do that, or do multi-day voting. You know, at least give them give them some time I don't know. to get out there. But I will say this: things like rock the vote or vote and vote or die or whatever. It should be vote and die. Yeah, <laughs> like those two things, they're useless. They don't tell you anything. It's just like, I go to the polls and then do what? Sell people a fucking message while you're at it. Yep. Because if you don't. They're, first of all, not going to be inspired to go vote because they're not going to give a shit because they don't, what, go vote for what? Why do I care? Even now, probably. But also, do some fucking propaganda. Please. I want to see more of it. Yeah. I mean, all, I mean all they're going to do is say vote Biden. I mean, it's not like it's a great message anyway. I would appreciate that more, though. Yeah. Because at least you would say go vote for this guy who I want to win instead of, oh, just vote, you know. Yeah. And it's not even like it's some kind of like image conservation because everyone knows that they're all I mean like, on their Instagrams and shit they all say vote for Biden. So I'm like, why not just do it out here? Like what does it make any difference if you do it in public? It, more people look at your internet presence than anything. I don't I just I, do you think that fucking Laura Linney at home wearing a dress that says vote on it is voting for anybody but Joe Biden? Hmm, she might be a third party. Laura Linney's always actually, a wild card. Actually interesting fact, in the background of the image of her wearing that dress with the Emmys, she has a book propped up on her uh, on her nightstand. And uh, not to give any props to rival uh, podcasts here, but it is the Chapo Guide to Revolution is is sitting in the background of this shot. Oh, speaking of, I want to go ahead and make a point that we have a beef with another podcast, and That's I want to make it public. Uh huh. Um, do you know what podcast this is? Yes, yeah, so go ahead. Hit me. Slam them. 
Um, it's called, and I mean, they put no work at all into the name, but it's called Dune Pod. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is a podcast that is basically dudes talking Dune, but yeah. a lot fucking worse, you stupid idiots. Right. Although, their idea is pretty fucking amazing. What they do? I hate I hate Steve the most. Fuck Steve. Is that, what that guy is, sucks. Is that one of the hosts of Steve and then Doug. I like either one of those two um, guys. <laughs> their names are H and Jason. I don't like Steve and Doug and all their fucking dumb bullshit they say. But it's actually a pretty brilliant idea because like they started out talking about the book. And now they've decided they're going to talk, up until the movie comes out, they're going to talk about every movie Dennis, Denis Villeneuve has made. And then every movie that Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya have been in. So Why are those in particular, I wonder. The two people in the movie, I don't know. Yeah. But they they and but I just wanted to point out that we definitely deserve all the acclaim that you guys are getting. I don't care how many famous guests you get. Dune is our territory. Okay. That's right. We're the Dune guys here. So publicly, we have a beef with you guys, and uh, yeah. if you want to come on the show and debate um, something, I don't know. Yeah. We'll do it. Come on our show. We'll come on your show. Yeah, please actually. Come please, on my face. Please, please let us we'll come do on this. your show. Um, also, their episodes are like 20 minutes long, so, you know, fuck, how do you talk about Dune in just 20 minutes, you know? I know. Um, we'll do five-minute episodes and put out 40 episodes a day. <laughs> a day? That's right. Okay. There'll be no attempt made to edit them. I'm going to cut every episode off at five minutes. That's two, <laughs> That's two episodes an hour. Exactly. We're, we're doing this, Seth. Okay. Hey, man. I'll do it. But yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that headline pop up about a dune pod and i'm like these motherfuckers went and stole my idea and actually executed it <laughs> fucking bastards listening to our podcast trolling us for ideas exactly. and they found one they, they found our million dollar idea <laughs> yeah this would have put us on the map right here dune du- dudes talking dune would have been our thing yeah we would, we would be like oh listen to our other podcast millennials and they wouldn't but we would have been mm. having we would have been swimming in, in the popularity from that pod oh are they brothers did they share a womb? I yeah, don't think so. I don't think so. Jason and H. Nope. Kind of name was H. Yeah. Kind of name was H. How about I hate you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we can't talk about Dune. <laughs> no. No. Off on Dune. No Dune. Um, no Dune. We. Um, so RBG is dead, and she's in hell, high fiving Scalia right now, and I'm sure they're having a great time. I remember the day uh, that um, Scalia died, you got super drunk in the shower by yourself. Yeah, it was great. And was you fun. you got you got fucking lit all by yourself. I, no one was around. Yep, it was just me. I mean, to be fair, that was a he he was a human uh, piece of shit, so he probably deserved having a party when he died. Yeah. And if you don't know, when, when when Kissinger finally dies, I might also die of alcohol poisoning. Because so? I'm just going to be so happy. There's no just in the, justice in this world that fucking Kissinger is still alive. Yeah, and allowed to just be a man. Just be walking around like a guy. Do you know why uh, RBG died, by the way? I have no idea. Of cancer? She, she probably died of coronavirus. Really? Because two weeks before she died, she was photographed at a wedding with no masks on, officiating it. What if the whole Supreme Court gets taken out by coronavirus? What if Trump got nine Supreme Court justices? My God. I mean, he already does. Um, I mean, yeah. 
That's just a and here's the thing, though. I hate the fact that the Democrats, like, so you know back in 2016, before the election, you know, Scalia was dead, and we were trying to get a new uh, Supreme Court justice appointed, and the, and the Supreme Court would not even, or sorry, the Senate wouldn't even hear uh, Obama's guy, Merrick Garland, right? Yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell had a statement saying that the people should be able to pick the president who will put the, the Supreme Court justice on there. Uh, Chuck Schumer tweeted those exact same words as if hypocrisy is going to work. As if pointing out they said one they're going to do another has ever worked on Republicans. The Daily Show did that fucking shit for ten straight years, and it was funny, but it never, it never, nothing ever happened because of it. No Republican ever saw John Stewart roast him on TV and thought, "Shit, he's right. I did say that. I guess I should do what I said I was going to do." And also, no one who votes Republican ever cares. Like we have officially proven with Donald Trump that with Republicans, can't some candidates are untouchable. Yeah. Oh, like, like Donald Trump has done so much shit that would get anybody else, especially a Democrat, completely canceled and out of the race. I mean, f- f- before he even became president, Donald Trump did that impression of the, the journalist with the disability. I mean, imagine, imagine if Barack Obama did that. He yeah. would be dead. Like, it would it'd be imagine the end of Barack his career. Will- Imagine if Barack Obama had come out on stage and he had done uh, the Dave Chappelle uh, white face, white voice uh, sketch. Yeah. Any of those. Exactly. He would, he would, his career would be dead in a ditch easily. So, it would be incredible. And, and like, once again, Donald Trump has done, because like a lot of Republican candidates, like, like especially Mitt Romney, you know, the election before, and a lot of them, they still tried to mostly do some kind of image management. Like they would make a mistake, people would point it out, and they'd be like, oh, no, I actually meant this. Donald Trump pro- proved you don't even need that if you're a Republican. People don't care. Like, right. when, Mitch, when Mitt Romney made that big comment, what was it, how he had, like, a, a notebook full of women or whatever for the job, and everyone was like, oh, you fucking idiot, that's, you know, kind of sexist and stupid. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. If Donald Trump did that, he wouldn't even apologize. He'd be like, yeah, I actually do, here it is. Like, who cares? He said that he, he just, I mean, as a joke, obviously, but to Rollo Bates, he said that he might sign an executive order to ban Joe Biden from being president. Wow. His, the crowd cheered. It's, it's a funny-ass joke. Yeah. He did, but if Joe Biden said that, yeah. <laughs> it would be, not that Joe Biden would ever be 10% as exciting as Trump is to watch talk. I'm sorry. He's an electrifying speaker. And uh, he's great at getting a crowd going. Yeah. He's funny. He's got charisma. And Joe yeah. Biden does none of that. Joe Biden has none of that. And I'm sorry to say it, all you stupid RBG liberals, but Kamala Harris doesn't either. Kamala Harris oh is not God, some incredible her. fighter. Oh, Seth, but her Chucks, but her Tims. Did, did people talk about her shoes or something? It's been two straight weeks of what shoes that Kamala Harris won't wear today. She wore Timberlands one week and Chucks the next. Wow, she knows what shoes are popular. Good for right. her. They've been popular for 50 years. People are treating her shoes like it's the, like it's the biggest statement of, of the political lifetime. Yeah. And then I, th- I always think back to when she said she was listening to Snoop Dogg when it was literally impossible for her to listen to Snoop Dogg. And like, oh, yeah, you know, if, you, if you feel joy watching Kamala Harris come off a plane with some Chuck with some Timberlands on, and I'm like, do you think the children in Indonesia who sold them for 12 cents an hour felt joy when they were putting them together? Is that they care? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't give a shit. What she, like, I, I care about shoes if a basketball player is wearing them. I don't care if my politicians wear 
Because the, that you should care what shoes he's wearing. Exactly. That's part of his goddamn job. It is a l very large part of his well-being on the job. Like, that's the time when I should care about shoes. What's your fucking policy? Oh, it's dog shit? Well, I'm sorry. Oh, you're, I'm not going to vote for you. You're a cop and you think that the cops deserve even more money? Well, guess what? I'm done with you. You tried to lock up the, the, the parents of truant children in California because they couldn't get to school on time? Fuck you. And this kind of is a strange segue into a, t into a topic, uh, one that you sent me earlier, is that we finally have a gig economy relief for all this COVID unemployment. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you have been put out of a job by COVID and you need some gig work, you know, you're, you're driving 12 hours a day for Uber Eats making $8,000 a month, but you want to stuff the coffers a little bit more, what you can do now is you can evict people from their apartments. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because a lot of people who want to do gig economy jobs during the pandemic are people who have been evicted. <laughs> so you're going to go to somebody's house and evict them when you have, when you have your own because you got, yeah. you got laid off. And it is crazy how fucking important this company thinks it is. Its website is like, this is our mission statement. We want to help out. We want to help out your best friends, the banks and the debt collecting companies. We want to help. We want to help you help them get people out of these homes. That guess what? No one else can live in because they also lost their jobs. But it's, it is very paramount that we get everyone out of these apartments now. The number of times that you use the word community in there. I'm like, yeah, she'll be a great part of the community. They want to fucking murder. Yeah. What are you talking about? What do you mean? No one's going to high-five the guy who's evicting them. I know somebody uh, posted they they signed up for it, at, which, by the way, requires a $35 registration fee to sign up to work for them. Uh, and the, one of the places they were assigned to go help clean out was their own apartment. What the fuck? They didn't realize they were being evicted until they found that out through the app. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. So it's called Civi, I believe. And they got a stupid fucking name. Like, I don't know, it's not very hard to remember. It's all got a, they've all got stupid fucking names these days. It's called, yeah, uh, no, C Civil. With C-I-V-V-L. What an incredibly bold thing to call a company that does the least civil thing possible. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just read you some of this bullshit Please, it says right here. It's crazy. It, it says... Uh, too many people stop paying rent and mortgages thinking they would not be evicted. Uh, yeah, because they can't pay anything. They don't have any money. Yeah, they, it's not like people are like, oh, now that I've been, now that I've become unemployed, I'm going to stop paying my rent, even though I still obviously could, because they're not going to evict me. I've got, I've got this all figured out. It says right here, uh, home cleanouts. Be hired in your local city for much needed work. Plenty of foreclosures and eviction properties to secure and clean out. They gonna give you a fucking gun? <laughs> yeah. There is. I believe there's a picture on the website of like like a police officer like outside of there a place, is. and I'm like, are, is law enforcement gonna be helping you because they might need to because you might get the shit beat out of you. Right. It says right here. Uh, busy year for process servers, eviction crews, foreclosure, cleanouts. Be part of this opportunity to earn a profitable income with Civil. I mean, I don't even know. Who is taking this job? Who is the person who needs this job? I don't know, dude. 
it seems like it, you have to be an absolute vampire to to even consider it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, myself. it looks insane and it sucks and it's awful, just like a lot of shit. It's it's like the end stage of of the gig economy. As soon you'll be you'll be taking gig jobs to do garbage men. You'll be like, hey, I, I'm pay, I've paid my ten dollar fee. Come take our garbage away. Like that'll be the replacement for sanitation workers. Yeah. Did you hear that that that, that, that thing Quibi is going under? Oh, who would have who would have thought? Yeah, I know. I right? mean, it's the best. Well, apparently, uh, so you know that great podcast we all love, uh, Pod Save America. Oh, yes. I've seen Tommy Vitor from over there. I'm sure that's how you say his name. He's a dumb fuck. Uh, tweeting all day about how you should not be cheering the death of Quibi. You should not be happy that it's going away or whatever. There are good people working for them trying to make good shows. And it was funny because somebody pointed out to him that uh, Quibi was made specifically to break uh, the back of unions in Hollywood because of the format of the, of the stuff is not covered by a union contract, right? The 10-minute stuff. They're shooting feature-length film material with feature-length film quality, but broken up in such a way that it, that it evades union work, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, it does something they avoided unions, but you should just apply pressure to the senior management. Ah, That's yes. what unions do! Ah, yes. Me, here with my phone on Twitter, I will apply pressure to the senior management of Quibi. Which, by the way, They're, I don't know who the fuck is the senior management of Quibi. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Well, that makes complete fucking sense. Interesting fact, Jeffrey Katzenberg in 2016 gave $35 million to the Democrats. So I wonder why the Politics of America guys are so excited to, you know, yeah. cover his ass. Also, I'm not over here like, yes, Quibi, die, die, Quibi. I don't care. I just, when I first heard about it, I was like, this seems like it's going to fail because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I don't care whether it, it could be more successful than Netflix for all I care. I don't, I'm never going to get it. I don't care about it. But I'm not like, yes, this is finally the day I've been waiting for. Quibi is gone and my life has been achieved. No, I don't... Uh, this Pot Save America guy is just making shit up. Like, he's... Yeah. It's just... Who cares? I would say that in the time between I knew Quibi existed and right now, I've spent 99.999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
the 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 it's been laid down that seven point five billion dollars um, are being used to purchase all of the studios under Zenimax and Bethesda, which is a lot of shit. Arcane. Arcane, um, which is like my shit right now. Uh, I mean Bethesda, obviously. Yeah, you get id. Yeah. Um, a lot of places. Um, you know, so you get you know fucking Dishonored. You get. Uh, Prey, Prey, Wolfenstein, uh, Doom, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Fallout. Oh, yeah, Elder Scrolls. Um, all that stuff. All that stuff is now by is is now published by Microsoft, which you know it kind of sucks that a big corporation can just buy all these publishers um, with just a big paycheck. Um, but it does put it does put some new interesting ideas out that you know something like Obsidian could work with Bethesda again to make a Fallout game. Because Outer Worlds suck shit. Yeah, I have a question for you, Seth. Go ahead. Do you think seven point five billion dollars is too much or too little for that deal? Well, I don't know. When I first saw it, I was like, "That's big," and I was impressed. And then people, I was looking at it online, and people were like, "That's the biggest deal I've ever seen." They're like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know, because maybe because like to me, Microsoft has what we can all call funny money. Like, they yeah. can literally spend whatever the fuck they want on pretty much anything. Like they're one of the biggest companies on the fucking planet. So I'm thinking, you know, if you're really trying to push this Game Pass thing on people and you're trying to... Because the whole point of all these acquisitions now is just to get more things on Game Pass and to make mm. more games. Because they don't care about... They don't even care about publishing. Like, they're, they're going to publish games to PlayStation. Like, Deathloop made by Arcane is a time PS5 exclusive, and that's apparently still going to hold through. And we publish on Microsoft. change that, I think. Exactly. So th- and they don't care about that. Microsoft isn't trying to publish exclusives. They just want Game Pass to become literally something that everyone in gaming has. And with a library that gives you all of those games, I mean, just the modern day stuff from people like Arcane and Bethesda and all that, not including their back catalogs, which you're going to get as well. And anything by Zenimax, I mean, is big for Game Pass. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I mean, if I had the money, I mean, then again, I'm, I love video games and I love these studios especially. So, if I, I mean, I would say, I mean... I don't know. I think it's a little low. I would say that the, the the properties you're getting there, especially just between stuff like like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, um, and then the Arcane stuff, which maybe maybe you know Fallout hasn't had the best showing recently, but it's still a big name. And if you make another one, people are going to buy it. Like stuff like that is, I don't know, almost priceless. Like it's very very like entrenched uh, franchises. It should be said too that sadly both Prey and Dishonored too. Were sales disappointments. They they barely made their money back. They were. Um, so I'm not sure if they're that big of acquisitions. I mean, they must be. I mean, the name names carry a lot of weight. I think. For yeah. Stuff. Um. So I guess it'll all it'll all will remain to see. But here's what I think. Here's what I'm curious about. Ever since that Microsoft started this whole, our games will be on our console and the PC at the same time. That whole process and now Game Pass has started. Right. I'm just wondering if there's something coming that Microsoft has seen that we have not seen. Such as? The end of their console. So for me, I think that the end of the console in general, maybe except for Nintendo, just because they they really have a good stranglehold on the console and making people want to buy it, um, I think it's going to happen one way or the other. Um, Because, but there's a big linchpin that has to open up before any of this can happen. And it is that Microsoft... Sony or someone with a lot of money has to fund a lot of government projects to imp- increase internet speeds in America. Because something that Xbox is pushing now, and they already have for some people, 
if they have the right internet, is streaming video games. Because they know that for a lot of people, that is going to be the future. Um, you will have, you might have a heart, you might have a box, you might even have a box, you might have like a little Roku-sized box one day that just receives the connection and you play games straight from the internet. Once again, requires a very, very good internet connection, which a lot of places in America don't have. I mean, even some of the best of internet in America can't really stream games that well. So, that is something that I think is going to happen. I think that, and plus, more and more average consumers are getting into PC gaming. I think Microsoft sees that, which is why they're trying to make the Game Pass so big on both Xbox and PC, so that people will be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get a 100 games on my PC, I'll get that too. Um, because I think it's going to become important. And if, and if Steam can do like a Steam Link 2.0, have the thing where you just plug it into your TV, get your games from your computer, because in my, like, to me, maybe I'll change one day. I change on a lot of stuff. Maybe one day I'll change. But for me, any game that I really, really, like, know that I'm going to buy or that I'm going to love or that I'm, I want to support, I'm going to buy full price. Um, subscriptions are good for games where I'm like, I'm not, I don't know about this franchise or I don't know about it. I'll try it out, you know, play a couple hours, you know, maybe play the whole game. I don't know. See what I like. Um, but I'm still going to buy my whole game. So something like that, some kind of solution to have my Steam library. But for the bigger games, you know, play it on my TV, that's kind of something that I think is going to be very important to a lot of people coming up pretty soon. But yeah, Microsoft could, in my opinion, could pretty much ditch hardware pretty soon because people are keep talking about how Sony is going to shit on them this this cycle with sales, which is fine because once again, Microsoft has all the money they need, and every game company besides Nintendo loses money on console sales. They just do right. because they sell something that is worth way more than its price tag, um, and it's made for way more than its price tag, and they just lose money because you, everyone has to lose money eventually. You make up on the backhand with the game. And someone loses less money, and then they win, apparently. But with Microsoft buying... I mean, Microsoft now has Mojang, Double Fine, everything in ZeniMax and Bethesda, and, I mean, a counted number. There's so many others they've bought in the past year or two to where they could just become a publisher and be like, hey, Microsoft published this game. It's on our little streaming box and PCs, and also it's on PlayStation. There you go. And then we'll see how long Sony lasts in the same vein. I will say I wanted to check it out, so I did get Microsoft uh, or Xbox Game Pass, whatever it's called. But yeah. I gotta say the integration of that into Windows 10, which we're, let's be honest here, most people are gonna be running Windows 10. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft, I mean Apple exists, but whatever. It, the integration is so slick that it just makes sense that Microsoft would one day be like, "Yeah, we're a publisher, and yeah. our games are available on every fucking Windows 10 machine in the world." Yeah. And you pay ten dollars a month, or however much it's going to be eventually, and you get access to all of them. Yeah, and you get brand, literally brand new games. It just came out like that game. Tell me why that came out recently is immediately on Game Pass. Boom, first yeah. day. Um, it's crazy. That's once again. I don't know how they're making money off of it, but also once again, Microsoft just has so much money that they can lose. I mean, I think the whole thing about the Microsoft is they have enough money so they can just do whatever they want. You know, doesn't yeah. matter. You can lose money all you want. I mean, I've heard that Xbox has never once been profitable. It hasn't yeah. even made money at all, and it's just—it's just that they want to eventually make money. And this could be a way to do it, you know. Yeah, if you make a console that you know doesn't cost a lot of money or isn't even very much a console, it's just a little Ethernet hub, then you know you can make money off of that. But well, before, once again, before this this sale was announced, I thought that the Xbox One S was a ripoff, but now I'm starting to think maybe the Xbox Series. Or Xbox, whatever Series X is the ripoff. Yeah, I think that if they, if this is truly their plan, 
they might be transitioning away entirely from high-powered hardware like, to compete with the PS5, and they might be trying to position themselves as some sort of middle ground between the Nintendo low-powered but high quality low-powered qual consoles with high-quality games and the PS5, their high-powered you know equipment and you know just whatever games yeah uh, come out on there. Because um, at three at three hundred dollars, that's a pretty competitively priced piece of machinery, right? It's yeah. right between the Switch and the PS5. Yeah, and since the PS5, um, I didn't even try to pre-order it, but it sold out so fast, everyone was mad about it. And I'm like, yeah, you stupid fucking idiots. Of course it's going to sell out. One, production is down because of COVID, which no one's talking about, but it is, across all yeah. sectors. So there's going to be less PS5s. And then two, consoles pretty much, you know, they sell out pretty fast. It's just, just wait. There's not any crazy big games coming out immediately for that thing. Uh, so just wait. Um, yeah, I watched the Demon Souls trailer, and I got to say, I was not impressed. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I'm not a big Souls guy, so I don't know. It it looked it looked pa like pa passable to me, but some people were kind of upset about it. It looked extremely generic, and they even changed the font on like "You Died" to like a very generic, almost like a Comic Sans looking font. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like why? I don't get that. But yeah, the only right now the only box that I'm considering buying is the Series X, just because or Series S, because it's just you know it's a small three hundred dollar box. And if I want to, I can, there's a library of games I can already play on it that I didn't play because I didn't have an Xbox or just, you know, I can play them on a TV. I can play them on my PC because they're on both. I don't have to worry about, you know, crossing over. Uh, I've never bought an Xbox in my fucking life. Ever. Yeah. So it's kind of big. But yeah, because I don't know. I think that, I mean, I'll get a PS5 eventually because they're going to be the games on a PS5 that I want to play like Horizon Zero Dawn and whatever Naughty Dog does next, I'm going to want to play it, so I'll get it eventually. But it's not, like, make Death or break Loop. for me right now. Deathloop, yes. Um, which, by the way, we talked about Deathloop and Arcane a minute ago. So I've seen two, three trailers for Deathloop at this point. And every time I saw one, I was like, that game looks really good. And whatever studio it is, they're doing a good impression of Arcane. And then I just stop watching the trailer before any logos come up. I'm like, all right, well, I've seen enough. It was not until a couple of days ago that I realized it was being made by Arcane, and it is now, with, and I mean this with no exaggeration, the video game I'm most excited for, by far. And Cyberpunk 2077 be damned, because yeah. Arcane making a time loop stealth action game with all these different outcomes, and you're also, you're also being hunted the whole time? And you have powers like Dishonor. And you have power and Dishonor. And, and they're also, and now for this one, they're actually embracing like a high chaos playstyle. Because like in the, the trailers, you're going in and you're like, let me shoot this guy, let me throw this guy, let me do all this. They're embracing it. And it looks mm -hmm. cool as hell. I'm like, I don't care what any other studio is doing. I want to play Deathloop. I'll, that game looks so fucking good. I am extremely excited for the multiplayer in that game. And, and that does seem like a pretty interesting idea for Arcane. Where you play as the other assassin caught in the time loop. Yeah. And so it's apparently it's going to have a function where you can drop in, drop out of your like your friends' games, like invading yeah. Dark Souls, just become the, the the assassin and hunt your buddy down. Yeah. That just and sounds incredibly fun. Fun fact. Um, I believe. I mean, I don't have this. Isn't confirmed from them, but one of the reasons that Arcane is doing it that way is because a long time ago, Arcane made that game. They made, they, they, for a long time, um, so Arcane has had an incredible history. There's a documentary about it on YouTube you can look at. But basically, there's like an 11-year stretch after they made, like, Arcs Fatalis and a couple other games where all they were doing was making a bunch of random shit that never even got produced. Like a Steven Spielberg video game that never got made, that never actually got finished. They made a bunch of stuff. One of the games they made was a 
a um, shooter called like X Fire or something. I can't remember what it's called, but it had like very like almost like Counter Strike level gl- graphics, and the whole point of it was there was a campaign mode you can go through and play. But then also, if you wanted to, you could turn on an option to drop into other people's campaigns or have them drop into yours, and you could fight them instead of the NPC enemies to like you know make the campaign harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do the same thing to other players. So when I heard they were doing this for this, I'm like, they probably just fucking... Because they hated making that game. It was a game they didn't really want to make. It was a game they had to, and then the contracts fell through, and they didn't get to make it anyway. Um, but I'm like, this is kind of the ultimate culmination of that. And then also, the whole game is about time loops and time travel. And I'm like, the best level in Dishonored 2 was that incredible time travel level. So I, th- I think they're just pulling the pieces together of stuff they've done right for so long and making it into one game that I'm so excited for now. Yeah, definitely. Also, I'll, I'll always be sad that the original uh, version of Prey 2 never got made uh, that had like a weird bounty hunter cowboy feel to it in Alien City. Uh, Arcane had to scrap that, I believe, and uh, come up with something new. Um, but I do like Prey, though. Prey, the, the, the new game Prey rules. It's on my, it's on uh, my radar it's so now. I know you're not a horror fan, Seth, but if you invest enough in weapons and alien powers, you don't... You I'm don't just going to become a coffee cup and roll through the whole game. <laughs> it is pretty wild there's a game out there where you can turn into a coffee can and that solves a couple of puzzles for yeah. you and in that documentary they were like yeah when we made the game we were like oh so the player gets to have access to all the ones that aliens have and they were like okay so they can mimic so they can become this and that and that. oh wait a minute they can become everything and they're like now our jobs are a whole lot harder but the game was way more fun right yeah I got, I got nothing but praise for Arcane. They make great games. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm replaying Dishonored 1 right now. I'm doing Low Chaos. And uh, it's a great game. I mean, it's... Yeah. And they're, now that I'm doing Low Chaos, I'm seeing paths and like characters I never even saw in my first playthrough. So, pretty cool. It's pretty wild. Um, so, I do think that this this changes the game a little bit for, for Game Pass especially, um, which has become an even more incredible deal but it reminds me of something else Seth. Mm-hmm. Another, another company that uses it as a subscription model uh, which is um, Costco yes so, you know recently there was some discussion I saw about Costco the company where the uh, CEO of the company was talking about the $1.50 hot dog and soda combo yeah. that is uh, incredibly incredibly great for consumers right yeah that is it's apparently hamstringing the company <laughs> Well, think about it. So the dollar fifty for a ham for a fucking hot dog and a, a soda. Where else can you find that at? Like nowhere. Nowhere. Like that's an insane number. And so he brought this to the founder of the company, who I guess still has some kind of control over it, and was talking about how they're going to raise the price of the hot dog combo. And do you remember what he what the seat what the founder said to himself? He was like, "If we lower the price, I'll kill you." <laughs> he said, "I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> no, no. He's like, if you raise the price, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. He's like, you don't touch the price. Do whatever you do, whatever else you have to. And it was to me when I when I first heard this, I was like, so this guy is the CEO of the company, and he doesn't understand the concept of a loss leader, like the thing you sell cheaper than it should be, so you can attract business. You don't understand that concept. That's crazy to me. Like, I hate the market economy, and even I don't understand the idea of a loss leader. So exactly. I'm not sure why he can't. Exactly. you got to have that thing that nobody else can do. And Costco is surprisingly a company that treats its employees pretty well. That's a pretty high wage for its, you know, workers. 
which is nice. Has you know decent benefits and all that kind of stuff as well. Which yeah. is unusual in a, a retail uh, chain. I I think most of it comes from the fact that it has a subscription fee that I don't think people take enough advantage of because no one ever will really like if you like you you pay. I'm not sure what Netflix is now, like $14, $15 a month for Netflix. Yeah. You're never going to get your full value of that because there's so much shit at Netflix to go and watch. <laughs> it's just like no way. You could take full advantage of $15 a month. Now, if you watch most of it, you will go crazy. Should, yeah. Some of it is fucking insanely weird. And, and Costco is like, they sell things in bulk, so you're getting a discount that way anyways because it's cheaper to buy things in bulk. And on top of that, your, your subscription fee, so it's just like... Yeah, of course I make a lot of money. It's, it's, it's very profitable to do that because not everyone's going to go to Costco enough times a month to justify the amount of money they spend on it. It's still good when they do, so they, they enjoy having it. My contention is that Costco is not going to last forever. I think that eventually this model will become unsustainable because other companies are going to continue to drive. Them, like They're going to keep driving wages down and therefore making more profit that way, and they're going to continue to press on Costco until they can't. They can't anymore. It's going to be sad, but yeah. it's the exception that proves the rule, basically. But on that last day, you're going to get a fifty hot dog and soda, and you're going to remember, a man almost died for this. Yeah. Well, hot dogs and soda, it's like, this has been a hot topic recently, Seth. There's two hot topics I'm seeing right now on All Twitter. right. Are we going to do the, the, the view hot topics? Yeah, we're doing hot topics right now. First, if you, the first topic is, can you have a non-erotic relationship with an octopus? Yes. No. Okay. So problem solved. Yep. Good job, Seth. You mean best friends? Um, I mean, look. Did you, I mean? Did you see? I mean, any animated movie about underwater life? You can be friends with that. Hi. Yeah. What if I? What if I'm sexually attracted to Ursula? Does that count? Um, is she an octopus or a squid? She doesn't have the two longer legs, so I assume octopus. I think she has more than eight, though. It ain't nothing more than ten. Yes, I think she's just a freak. Just a weird freak. Yeah. She definitely probably is a freak for sure. Yeah, probably. Uh, but the other topic that I've been seeing a lot of talk about is uh, meat consumption. Meat consumption. High consumption, I'm Seth. <laughs> wow. Uh, so people are talking about the idea of it, should we be consuming meat at the rate that we are? No. You know? Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you... You said that. No. The question is, though, how do we get other people on board with this idea? I don't know. Because <laughs> um, I've had, recently especially, I've had several like, vegetarian-style meals, you know, that have no meat in them at all. And they were actually fucking fantastic. I'm like, the, I feel like a lot of the problems, especially in America, is that we taught people that vegetarian food is just salad. Mm-hmm. People are like, I hate salad. And then anytime you make a good salad, it's because you cover it in Caesar dressing and it's not good for you anymore. But I just think people, I think people, I don't know how you get people to be like, no, you can put like some fucking tomatoes and carrots and like rice and shit and make a, make a little sauce and you can make a really fucking good dish if you really try. But I think people are just so used. And first of all, the one thing I've learned and fucking... This is one of the things that almost convinced me to become a vegetarian is that when you cook your own food, cooking vegetables so much easier. Because guess what? You undercook them, doesn't matter. Then you can They're eat so them. Hard. Yeah, you can eat them raw. Like you can't eat raw meat. No. 
And yeah, and then you don't have to defrost your... Oh my, I hate defrost, because I always forget to do it, and then I do it in a rush, and it doesn't taste good. But you can just take it out of the fridge, wash it up, chop it up, cook it, and you're fine. It's great. It's, it's the best. You, you can you can cook fucking frozen solid broccoli right out of the bag. Yeah. You're fine. And you can just fucking microwave some of that shit, and it's fine. Just eat it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, some cultures have had vegetarian dishes forever. Like, Indian food has a lot of vegetarian yes, dishes especially. in it. especially. But, but the thing is, is, like, that... The difference is it's made to be vegetarian, right? Yes. You can't just take a hamburger and take the burger out of it and take two buns and whatever else is in there and call that a meal. It's not going to work. Yeah. I think our solution of making, like, you know, impossible burgers and stuff, well, I think it's interesting, and a lot of them are actually, I mean, I don't have any problem with the impossible. I've had one. It's pretty, it's, you know, it's good. It's, as far as a fast food burger goes, it's, you know, pretty standard, I'd say. Um, but I think the leaning on that is making people a little, like, he- hesitant. Because they're like, I don't know about this thing. It's not the burger I've been wanting. But if you just tell them, hey, if you combine these vegetables that you know are, exist and a bunch of other stuff like cheese and fucking pasta and, or whatever you're making, it's pretty good. And then you, I think if you can convince them on that, it's easier than being like, oh, no, we made chicken nuggets and burgers and stuff that have no meat in them and they're just as good. People are always going to fight back. They're going to be like, oh, no, it's not as good. Mm. Because you just can't, you're never going to meet their expectation for a lot of people. Also, I just want to point out that from a pure, looking at it from the environmental standpoint, right, of the yeah. future of this planet, how much, it, is it actually saving us any in, in energy to make the vat or the, the, the impossible meat, right? Is that actually better for the environment than cows? Because cows and shit are already very bad for the environment. Like, every joule of energy that goes into creating a burger is losing compared to making a vegetarian meal. So, you got to consider this stuff. And my other thing is that some people are absolute goddamn psychos. Yeah. I have a coworker who was telling me about her her husband. They have a son together, right? Who's like five now, mm-hmm. and she's trying to teach her son to eat like peas and carrots and just vegetables. Yeah. And basic asked, vegetables. Right. Yeah. Fucking anything. Corn. Goddamn. Yeah. All, anything. And she's trying to get her husband to set an example for their son. He will not eat any vegetables. Her husband will not eat any vegetables. 35-year-old man won't eat vegetables. And do you know why, Seth? Why? According to him, that's girl food. That's girl food. Mm-hmm. What, what is this? I mean, what do they... Do they... Does he... What do they have... What... Where... What, what does he have for dinner? Like, what does he eat? Apparently she has to always cook meat, and he eats the meat, and none of the sides that she prepares. The sides are great! Right, yeah. That's the reason we did it this way. Because we found out it's good (laughs) to have, like, a steak and then some fucking broccoli or some green beans or something. That's awesome. Yeah. What? He'll eat eat meat and he'll eat steak or he'll he'll eat potatoes and bread. He's literally a meat and potatoes guy. He's going to die. This is going to happen. Yeah. You can't sustain that lifestyle. Right. Apparently, he takes a multivitamin. It's good. Oh, is he, she married to Jordan Peterson? What is this? I know, right? And the other thing is, uh, chicken only fried. Will not eat grilled chicken. Do you know why, Seth? Why? Girl food? Because gr- grilled chicken goes on steak. Uh, gr- grilled chicken goes on uh, salad, which is girl food. Girl food. Yeah, man. This guy has a real code of ethics he lives by. I once knew a guy in college who wouldn't drink milk or eat ice cream, so it was for gay people. Well, I mean, you're just missing out on a... A big part of life. I mean, I'm I sorry, know, I dude. It sucks. 
It was just like the most insane reasoning. But all, however, it was like milk, yogurt, ice cream. Those are that's all for gays. And I was like, wait, what about cheese? He said cheese is fine. And I was like, why? He yeah. said because it's cheese. I mean, he's unflappable. This man, you can't can't break him. <laughs> His logic is already stupid, so I can't really counter it. He's right. Exactly. That's the, and that's the problem with these people is you can't you can't fight with them. They have no internal logic. They're just like, oh, this is the way I see it. So this is how it has to be. Well, if you literally will not eat a fucking green bean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Green beans are fucking amazing. I like green beans more than I like meat sometimes. Because I've already said that I would have no problem eating an all-vegetable diet. It's just like, I just don't do it because right now meat is so, is so cheap and easy to get. Not quite yeah. as cheap as it was. Uh, put in some bugs or fish or whatever, sure, I'll eat that. I don't give a shit. I'll eat anything, basically. Yeah. But some people are fucking... They, they just can't fathom the idea of eating a fucking a piece of lettuce like or, yeah or or not having meat is what's crazy to them like i must have meat all the time available to me yeah no i've had especially within like within within indian food there are so many incredible vegetarian dishes and like i said i've had basic vegetarian stuff that any person can make and it is really fucking good like i for so long i didn't even think that you know, you can make regular vegetarian food outside of Indian food that was, like, really good. And no, I'm wrong. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. And I could easily, like, as a year ago, I never would have thought I could be vegetarian. But I do think that these days, I mean, I still am not close because I still love stuff like McDonald's and fucking Popeye's and stuff. And they make a lot of meat dishes. But I do think that one day I can see myself moving to being mostly vegetarian. vegetarian because yeah. it's, it's so easy. You just pull it yeah. out of the fridge and make it. It's so easy. Dude, I could eat a bowl of mushroom greens right now. No problem. I could eat a bowl of mushrooms. I thought that's what you were gonna say. Not <laughs> even, not even the psychedelic kind. Just mushrooms. I love, yeah. I love mushrooms. Yeah, you're right. They're great. Mushrooms they on pizza. Great. I had a mushroom burger one time where it was like no. Oh yeah, no I've had meat, that. Just a big ass fucking portobello so mushroom. Portobello mushroom between two buns. It's amazing. It's surprisingly good. Like I yeah. was, I was genuinely fucking uh, impressed. Yeah, I love it. So, but yeah, some people just can't, they can't fathom that idea, and I'm not sure how you'll ever be able to win them over on this. Because the idea is, one day, yes, it'll be impossible to make meat, because the environment will be so fucked up, we can't do it. But the point would be to try and not have meat production now, so that we could avoid that terrible fate, and save some of the arable land. But some yeah. folks are just not going to get on board with that. No, there's, you know, people who just can't eat girl food, <laughs> Girl food. And then the craziest thing to me is, like, if you're saying that a girl food you don't eat it, that's, that means you're a misogynist. Right. And then, two, you have a wife mm-hmm. and a kid. If, if women suck so much, why do all these misogynists try and get married so fast? Huh? <laughs> if women are so bad and so weak, why marry one? Marry a man, okay? <laughs> marry a man, you misogynist. I hate women so much. I married a yeah, dude. I hate so, so much I'm gay. It's the only ethical way to live. Exactly. And that to me, that is the only way the misogynism makes sense. You cannot hate women and love a woman. You can't you're not allowed. Like, we're making jokes here. There are some extremely misogynistic gay people out there. That, that exists. Oh, yeah. yeah but I yeah. would like the idea of a guy who is just like, yeah, women are so much trash, I only fuck dudes. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Only a man can understand me. Just like the Spartans, you know, just fuck your buddies because only they can understand your pain. Yep. Exactly. Go for it. Um, yeah, if women are so fucking bad, uh, where'd you come from, buddy? Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> 
I did see a pretty great early, uh, like from the twenties, IWW poster, and it was like men, revolution begins in the sink, and it was like men have to be responsible for dishes, you know, cooking, cleaning, all that kind of stuff. You must share that load with your female comrades, because only when we're equal will we actually be able to work together yep. and and win the future. It's right. It really is. Yep. It's uh, it's hard to get that kind of gender uh, analysis from people. But they, they they say that women should just do all the housework still, even amongst some you know leftists I've seen have not quite grokked this yet. Um, but hopefully one day we'll get there. Yeah. Well, Seth, is that an episode of this podcast? That's a L. Well, since this has been an episode, I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at mcsurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Knazeras, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Anything new you've reviewed? Uh, no movies, but I will say I've been playing a shit ton of Hades and Dishonored, and they're both amazing, and they're made by two of my absolute favorite game studios, Supergiant Games and Arcane Studios, that we talked about a lot this episode. Yeah. Um, and those games are really good. Um, I just recently finished Persona 5 Royal, another great game. And I have a $50 hole in my Steam wallet being burned by Crusader Kings 3, which I've bought and still have not played. But I'm kind of excited to get into it. Yeah, I, uh, I played Hades about six months ago. And it was so good that I played it for seven hours the first time I turned it on. So, yeah, it's a truly, uh, truly great game. And Supergiant is literally the, the no-miss studio right now. Their, their games have all been wholly incredible on some level. So um, I think they're, they're awesome. Now it's the 1.0. I'll probably go back and actually finish it this time. Yeah. I think they didn't have an ending when I first played it. Yeah, no, true ending just got added with, like, a couple of days ago with version 1.0. So our art was done by Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Instagram at mr.beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially our reviews. He has his own podcast called Southern's Matinee, where they talk about wrestling, and they're both from the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Uh, fuck so much um everything fuck everything man fuck everything alright we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them and from New Orleans to New York that's the Elenio's podcast baby we're out out